Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. All right, Michael, how are you doing today? We are live now. Hello, Eddie. Yeah, I'm fine. How about you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, you told me earlier that you're in Brussels, so you're a little bit late for you. Exactly. Um, but let's go ahead and tackle this to give some valuable information to our audience. Michael, to give them a little bit of context of your background, why don't you tell us how you got into the sales industry, specifically into sales outsourcing? Well, me, myself, uh, uh, I've got more than 12 years of experience in sales and uh, sales management as it is. So uh, once uh, an opportunity happened to join the WinPower, the leading player of the sales outsourcing market according to independent researchers uh it was just a yes for me and uh, i had really good alignment with uh, our ceo and founder vincent coopers who has created WinPower back to 2020 during COVID times uh basically at the peak of COVID, and he uh, sort of realized that instead of dealing with his garden, he can take his 30 years sales experience and put it into the business. And uh, it happened that it paid off a lot. And currently more than 55 companies have tried and approved the sales as a service concept, which we're dealing with. Wow. So that's more than almost half a century of experience in sales combined between you and your CEO. And you mentioned 55 exactly. different customers. Tell me a little bit about your best fit customers at WinPale. Well, uh, since uh, we're mostly dealing with online and remote sales, uh, we will be of help a lot if you sell something online. Uh, and the best customer for us, I should say, it's a software as a service company uh, in different spheres. I mean, we mostly have uh, like cybersecurity, clean tech, different solutions. But in in best case scenario, uh, our customers should be software as a service. It's our speciality, let's put it this way. All right, software as a service that are sold online, that's who you best work with. Now, within SaaS, um, I would imagine so many years in the market, you may have different services. Let's talk about one service today and a success story for that service. So which service would you like to share with the audience? Well, uh, obviously, I would like to share the sales as a service. And uh, usually it happens so that our customers who are new to WinPair and want to try us, you know, to challenge us, to make sure that we're as good as they have heard, uh, we usually start with the prospection and appointing the meetings with the potential customers for our customers. It all begins with the strategic scan where we make sure that we're aligned with the customer in terms of the sales approach, in terms of the target audience, in terms of scripts mm -hmm. and all the stuff like this. So to begin the actual sales campaign, we should make, we should be really sure that we are on the same page and we have uh, similar mutual goals and we're going into the same direction. Obviously, uh, when we understand that, well, it happens at times, you know, sales are sales at the end of the day. And if we understand that plan A did not work, then we just take plan B and uh, keep the prospection according to plan B. 
So we are always open for certain alterations and corrections, which uh, can be possible and can be successful when the customer is actually involved in towards GoNet. It's one of the key aspects of our success. All right, Michael, let's unpack a little bit of that. Uh, you mentioned you typically hire for appointment setting, everything from lead generation to appointment setting of camera. You did share that you can do uh, even some further steps as in closing deals, do onboarding. But now we're going to talk about uh, the appointment setting service or sales as a service that you mentioned. And um, help me understand a little bit of who is the target audience for the service. So you mentioned you are hired by sales as a service, software as a service companies. Who do you typically target for those companies? Who is a good target audience for you to convert? Uh, so it depends, but usually we are targeting uh, the CEOs of different companies and CTOs, and in some cases like project manage uh, managers, but uh, it's about the cases where uh, the potential customers are scale-ups, you know. But when you're targeting the startups and you do understand there are certain people responsible for everything, people who want to make sure that uh, uh, they do control their business, we usually target the top people, so the founders, co-founders, CEOs, and stuff like this. So basically our sales experts are really well trained to have some good communication with the people of certain seniority. Okay, almost like the C-suite in, I would imagine, SMB's companies. Now, when it comes to uh, locations, what is your per preferred geography to target? Uh, well, the uh, thing is that we are unique in terms of the fact that all of our salespeople are multilingual and multicultural. So we are operating across the whole Europe, the UK, uh, most recently the United Arab Emirates, uh, and we are open to go to the USA in the near future. So the thing is that language does not matter that much because uh, our team is really, really international. And uh, it's really good for our customers who are, for instance, from the USA or from England to go to Europe, to Benelux, for example, or to France, and uh, make sure that the, the prospection for them is done in accordance with the mentality and the culture of the potential customer, which obviously makes it easier to approach in the best way possible. Perfect. I like that. So business leaders, SMB leaders, if you have a SaaS in your headquarters outside of Europe, but you want to grow there, you could be a good partner because you're going to have that local expertise, local field, both from a a cultural fit as well as a language fit to be able to carry on that message. Now, uh, when it comes to the target, uh, the target of your buyers, is there a preferred? You mentioned owners, uh, smaller companies, language, no problem. Okay, what type of results can you deliver for your buyers? Um, give me an example of someone that that was getting X number of meetings before working with you and after working with you. How does that look like? Uh, well, uh, usually, uh, not always, but uh, in most of the cases, uh, the customers we have uh, did not have sales experience before or they had some and it was not a success. And uh, 
we approach them with uh, the new view on how it is to be done. So sometimes it happens that uh, people have like two to three appointments in a couple of months before us, and we okay. make sure that they have, uh, well, at least eight to 10. It's somewhat uh, an average goal for us. And, uh, you know, uh, before us, the companies are sometimes not recognized. And after half a year with Wintel, they have to admit that uh, in their business spheres, uh, different people know who they are. And for us, it's the biggest success in the very beginning. Obviously, when we continue uh, our collaboration with our customers for the next half a year, for example, or for the next year, then we want to do as many sales as possible. And mm -hmm. during the five or six months uh, of our collaboration in the first contract, they do understand that obviously we can not uh, we can do the prospection and appoint the meetings, but we can also uh, do the actual presentations and then to close the deals. Demos and close. Okay, good. Now, in this example that you mentioned, hey, we had a, a, a customer that initially was getting just two meetings a month, and we took him all the way to eight, ten. Um, how long did it take you to get there? Because you did mention, hey, we can ramp up close deals, but precisely from the two meetings to the eight to 10 meetings per month, how long it took you to get there? Well, it's uh, uh, in that particular case, for example, it took us around two and a half months because usually the first months, months and a half, uh, it's a learning curve where we make sure that our internal sales experts are getting really familiar with the product or the service of our customer and then when the first round of prospection is done and we have certain leads to make sure that they want the meeting uh well yeah usually it's two and a half or three months where we are already on top uh in terms of uh, appointing the meetings and the sales machine is really going forward Okay, so two to three months to ramp up, have a well-oiled machine that is already delivering consistently. Now, let's talk about that uh, initial setup learning curve that you mentioned and how your service starts. Um, I want to ask you first around the lead list, the target list. How do you build the target list if someone were to hire you today? What's included there? What sources? How do you clean them? Help me understand that, please. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's a great question, Eddie, because uh, usually the customers really want to make sure that they do approach the right people in terms of selling to them. And if they do right. not understand it, we help them to understand it because it's vital to make sure that uh, there is certain drive within sales uh, approaching the right people. So uh, we have basically three different options. Uh, option number one is we're getting somewhat a list of the companies uh, which our customer wants to approach but does not have contacts, for example, like phone numbers, emails, whatever. So we are using certain uh, up-to-date modern tools to make sure we get all the information about every person in the list, obviously in accordance with GDPR and stuff like that. Uh, and um, after we have the list ready for the prospection, we begin the prospection. Okay, perfect. So um, you mentioned 
if the customer has an idea of who they want to sell to, you take that, you use other tools to amplify the contact data information, make sure that phone numbers and emails are reliable while being compliant with GDPR regulation. Someone in listening to this, there's a regulation in the UN, I'm sorry, in Europe, um, so that you don't spam, you don't over outbound people that you have no connection, no relationship with. Um, you need to almost earn the permission to do the outbound. And uh, now help me, uh, now that you're executing, let's say you build a target lead list, tell me about the channels and the sell sequences you use. How many touches would a lead receive on a monthly basis? Well, uh, again, uh, our approach is uh, custom built for every customer and every you know, product and business sphere. But in general, what we are doing is we are doing the prospection, then we are doing the the uh, leads qualification, the follow-ups, and then appointing the meetings. In terms of how many touches, uh, we believe that uh, the customer should be touched two to four times a month to make sure that the meeting is appointed, the customer is still interested and not angry, obviously. But again, the approach is very flexible in terms of what the customer wants. And so we make sure we perform the best way possible. Okay, perfect. Now, and in this, let's say in this success story that you were sharing around the, the two meetings a month to eight to 10, what was their average deal value for their service? The average deal value is usually, uh, I mean, if we take all, all of our customer, is around 10 to $20,000 a year. But again, it depends on the product. So you were saying uh, 10 to 20K annual deal, uh, annual contract value on average. They had an idea on who to target. You enhanced that, cleaned it, started your sequence, four touches minimum per month to not burn the leads. Uh, and the last piece here of this puzzle is if someone were to hire you for your sales as a service uh, offering, to book more appointments, what reports can they look at? What KPIs do you report and what systems, platforms, or dashboard do you create for them? How does that look like? So, uh, yeah, uh, in terms of the reporting, we have weekly meetings with each of our customers, weekly and monthly, to make sure we go through all the KPIs, which we have from our CRM and uh, the tool we're using for calling. Because, you know, going international, you need the uh, right number for each country. So uh, it will be a bit weird for a customer or for a potential customer from France to be called with, uh, I don't know, an Italian or USA number, for example. So we make sure we call from the number which is corresponding with the uh, inhabitants of the potential customer. So um, we're... Uh, each and every week we are going through the current results in terms of number of calls, number of SQLs, number of follow-ups, and obviously number of the meetings appointed uh, and meetings done if we are going to the next stages and deals closed. Perfect. So there's productivity numbers and conversion numbers included in the reporting. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Uh, so if you're a SaaS company, there's definitely some potential collaboration, especially if you want to grow into Europe. So someone listening to this and considering to work with WinPel, 
what would be some tips that you can give them for them to increase the chances of getting the results they want fast working with your team, Michael? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and here I can tell you that if someone comes over and tells you like, hey, we want to make fast sales, uh, if we want to, if we do this and that and stuff like that into a certain deadline, and uh, people say that, oh, yeah, we will do it for you, then they're probably lying because basically no one can guarantee you that the sales will go as hell in within one month or two months or whatever. So uh, it is what it is. But obviously there are certain tips. Uh, tip number one, in my opinion, is involvement. So uh, we are the most successful with the customers who are really uh, ready for the feedback all the time, who are ready to answer certain questions from our side, who are ready to discuss uh, new approaches and new tools to be used, the changes into the script, so all of that stuff. If you're involved and if you are fired up to expand your sales indeed, then it's, uh, it's, go it's just destined to be successful. No. As of tip number two, I would say that the transparency is obviously very meaningful and uh, we really do want the right feedback from the customer in terms of his satisfaction with what we are doing. So we really uh, ask our customers if they're unhappy about anything, if they just want to look into different kind of reporting, if they are missing something or what we are doing for them, just do not hesitate to let us know that you're uncomfortable. And it will definitely help us to come back to the right track or to uh, improve what we are doing in the head of the customer. Because uh, we really we, we really want our customers to be happy, not just with the speed and with the quality, but in terms of their satisfaction and in terms of their understanding of what is going on. So if you're uncomfortable, feel free to ask your questions. It's very important. And uh, as of uh, tip number three, I would say is know your goals. Because uh, when the goal is identified precisely, uh, then we can just decompose it into certain steps and follow those steps to make sure that the goals are achieved and achieved faster than they would be if you're uh, if you do not uh, know them precisely okay perfect i like that so there's three main tips for the audience the first one get involved it has to be a two-way communication street. You share with them feedback. They give you feedback, but ultimately be aligned. How can you be aligned if your buyer is not involved? So that's tip number one. Tip number two, you mentioned transparency. Yes, be involved, but be involved with the truth. Share the good stuff and the bad stuff. Um, and the third one, oof, I like this. I think it's a very, very important one for most people, especially in the journey of outsourcing sales. Everyone know that they want to grow revenue, but they don't know by how much. So they're exposed to sellers and they tell me what they tell them, what can you do for me? And the seller is going to sell them if they don't have a goal in mind. But if they come to the to the agencies, to their service providers and tell them, this are the numbers that I'm looking for. Can you deliver this? It's much better, uh, a much better conversation. So I like that you mentioned, understand your goals. Know what we are going to be aiming for so that we, when Peo as your sales agency, can break those goals into 
actionable, bite-sized chunks, uh, little iterations of progression that we can start to hit and then deliver the ultimate goal that you're looking for. If we don't know where you want to go, there is no way we can take you there, basically, right? Exactly. Yeah, Eddie, I'm, I'm so happy with how you resume it all. Really beautiful. Awesome, Cheers. awesome. So... I appreciate that, Michael. So for the audience, again, if you have a SaaS product, you want to sell it into Europe and you need help, um, ideally appointment setting, but you guys can take it a step further, closing even further onboarding your customers, then they should be looking at you. Uh, average deal value that you're comfortable working with, ten dollars to $20,000 a year, that's going to be a good uh, sweet spot. Michael, anything else you want to share with the audience before we wrap up for today? The only thing I have to add is uh, just challenge us, try us, and you will, and we will make sure that you will not just make the prospection and appointing the meetings with us, but you will go further and we will close deals for you because you know we open doors and close deals. That is all about Wimpel. Awesome, Michael. There you have it, team. If you are considering to work with WinPale, you can find them in the Cloudtos Marketplace. Michael, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Likewise, for Eddie. Have a nice day. See you. Awesome. Bye-bye.